1: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortor, on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. We have to ad-lib a little bit this week, of course, as we always do when we are on the road for the ACC tournament. This is my sixth ACC tournament in six straight years, and I'm very proud and and very honored. I had the opportunity to spend the first couple in Greensboro, North Carolina, before going off to Washington, D.C., over to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, on Atlantic Avenue, which is the street that my grandmother grew up on, my gammy, I'm on my dad's side, and so uh, Grandma Tortora, and then to be back here in the state of North Carolina in Charlotte before it returns to Greensboro, coming up next season so I want to thank the ACC first and foremost for the opportunity to be out here and to be able to cover the sport that I love, and to cover these these teams, and to be able to spend time around these student athletes and these coaches that I respect so very much. So, first and foremost, thank you so much to the ACC and welcome to Wake Up College, Anzitora, and thank you to you. Thank you for being a part of the show today. We are live on location in Charlotte, North Carolina, for the ACC tournament, and today is quarterfinal day, and that is going to feature the one seed Virginia taking on the eight seed NC state. It will also feature the number four seed in Florida state take on the number five seed in Virginia tech, the number two-seeded North Carolina taking on the likes of seven-seeded Louisville and the number six-seeded Syracuse going up against the three-seeded Duke. So all of the seeds advanced one through eight. There is no upsets from here. We have one all the way down to eight that has advanced to the quarterfinals here. And, of course, Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, and Florida State automatically had a double buy and advanced all the way through to the quarterfinals because they were the top four seeds respectively. And so this is where we're at. There is, you know, a bunch of teams, like I said, that that have been bumped out of the tournament. And my bracket that I released earlier on this week is in good shape. The bracket that I released is is doing well. So I want to look back at that bracket. And I didn't trust my gut with the Pittsburgh game, obviously. And uh, Pittsburgh and Boston College, I should have trusted my gut on that one. So I did get that wrong. But I had Miami over Wake Forest, the 12 over the 13. I had the 15-seeded Notre Dame over the 10-seeded Georgia Tech. And I had Boston College over Pitt, which obviously that one was wrong. And Pitt had moved on. I also had NC State over Clemson, which happened. I had Virginia Tech over Miami, which happened. I had Louisville over Notre Dame, which happened and I had Syracuse over Pittsburgh. So every single game that I've had predicted so far has been right through the first two rounds except for Pittsburgh winning over Boston College. So we step into today with those top eight seeds, like I said, in the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament. So welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one stop sports shop, and on MixLR. Dot com backslash dt We have plenty of guests coming up on today's show from round two of the ACC tournament. We're going to start off the show with NC State. You will hear from Braxton Beverly. You will also hear from Wyatt Walker, CJ Bryce, and Torin Dorn from the NC State Wolfpack in their victory over Clemson. And then from there... You will hear from the Virginia Tech Hokies in their win over the Miami Hurricanes. You will hear from four players from Virginia Tech. That includes Ahmed Hill as well as P.J. Horn, Wabisa Beattie, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker will be joining Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And following that, you'll hear from Notre Dame and Louisville. You'll hear from the Notre Dame fighting Irish on the losing side of things with a team that's very young and a team that's gone through injuries. You'll hear from Chris Doherty and Doherty and uh, temple TJ Gibbs. will also be joining the show from Louisville. You'll hear from Dwayne Sutton, Darius Perry and VJ. King and then, of course, the Syracuse Orange and their victory over the Pitt Panthers, their longtime rival. You will hear from Syracuse. And on the broadcast today, I have my one on one conversations with Jalen Carey as well as O'Shea Brissett. We'll be joining the show. Marek Dolajai, Frank Howard, Elijah Hughes, Buddy Bayheim, all joining the show. Today, So a jam-packed Wake Up Call with Dan Satora comes your way with 19 different conversations, one-on-one with the players inside of the ACC tournament, and I'm very excited and a fortunate and very thankful to be here in Charlotte, North Carolina. All blessings go to God for the opportunity to share these interviews with you and to be here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora this morning. So welcome to the broadcast. I appreciate you ha- having you here as always, and let's get started with... NC State. So getting started with NC State, I'm going to go first to my conversation with Braxton Beverly, and that conversation with Braxton Beverly starts with the comeback at the end. And just what he could say about Markel Johnson hitting down two big time free throws with the team down 58 to 57 in a game with the Clemson Tigers. 2.6 seconds left. Markel Johnson drove. It was a questionable foul call. It looked like he put himself off balance and and looked to play the foul more so than get fouled but nevertheless he went to the line down 58 to 57 knocked down both free throws 59 to 58 with 2.6 seconds left to go which brought about the victory so i asked Braxton Beverly about his teammate the comeback at the end and Markel Johnson's free throws and this is what he had to say
2: Yeah, I mean it shows what kind of uh, of player Markel is. You know, he came in clutch. You know, he stepped up as a leader. Um, You know, he he really put his talent on display. I mean, everybody on our team knows. You know, he's capable of that. You know, you all seen it before. And uh, you know, for him to do that for us is is incredible. Bring me into that last play. Was he meant to have the ball and look for his shot? Is that what you were going for? Um, Yeah, I think when we had when we came out of the timeout, uh, or whenever, actually whenever I think uh, Elijah uh, Elijah Thomas found out. You know, uh, Coach tripped a little play looking for him, and. uh, um, but they, you know, they, they actually defended it really well and took it away. But, you know, I, uh, I know he had been playing really well. He's, he had a little streak going, so, you know, I wanted to find him, you know, put it in his hands, let him, uh, let him take, it, take us home. Knowing that you have, Virginia, just what you can say about getting them in the next round and just what you took away from them this season? Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, defending champs, you know, uh, I think we lost them by one or three or something at home, you know, and overtime, time, you know, had a really tough one, a you know, really tough far game up there. Um, but, you know, we're, we're excited for it. You know, they're, they're a really good team, really disciplined. I mean, they got a lot of experience, um, and, you know, they're going to come in hungry, like always. What was the co- what was Coach's message at halftime? What did he say to you that kind of stuck with you in the second half? Um, really just just go play basketball. Like, there, there wasn't – he didn't have to say too much because we we all knew that, you know, we didn't perform to our, you know, our abilities, you know, the first half, and we were all already disappointed anyways. Um, but, yeah, like the main thing is just, just go play basketball. You know, it, it's fun, you know. As long as you go have fun, you know, you're your game game or show, you'll do what you need to do for the team.
1: That coming once again from Braxton Beverly of the NC State Wolfpack in their one-point victory, 59-58 to 58 over Clemson for the opportunity to play up against one-seeded Virginia today in the ACC Tournament quarterfinals for the men's basketball tournament. Up next in my one-on-one conversations from here in Charlotte at the ACC Tournament is my conversation with Wyatt Walker of the NC State Wolfpack. And Wyatt Walker and I start off our conversation with his take on coach's message at half. And this is what he had to say.
3: Yeah, no, not a whole lot. Um, I think we kind of knew what we had to do. We came out in the first half, not a whole lot of toughness um, and, and not a whole lot of confidence. And then I think, you know, we knew that. Coach knew that. So I think that kind of lit a fire under us is knowing that we didn't play our best. And then that second half, just sticking to the scout report, believing in each other, and that kind of led us to the win. What has Coach done to kind of change the climate or kind of uplift the culture of
4: NC State, in your opinion?
3: Yeah, I mean, every single day, whether it's practice, shoot around, film, a game, he comes in with the same energy. Um, and, and, and that trickles down to us as a team and you know sometimes I think it's hard on this team because we only had three guys coming back from last year Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to step up and be vocal but he's our leader and we follow as he does and he never wavers you know and he always believes we can win so we believe we can win
4: When you only have three guys coming back just what you can say about the new faces that stepped up here and just what that did for the environment of the team
3: Yeah I mean I think that uh I think that gives us a lot of confidence going in the further than tournament. You know, I think we've shown that we can play with anyone. We're never out of a game, no matter how bad uh, you know it, it gets at the start. But yeah, just to get that experience under your belt, I think it leads to a lot. And then the guys that have already played, you know, just sharing in th- their experience and talking a lot and being vocal leaders, I think that helps us a lot. Who have been some of the guys, in your opinion,
4: on this team that have been catalysts
3: to help you get to where you are? Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 been a collective team effort. You know, it could be anyone's game tonight. It was definitely Markel's. You know, Markel led us the whole way, but Torrance. DJ, Devin, any of these guys, they can lead you any night, you know, so uh, I think it's a collective team effort. So knock
4: down free throws points 2.6 seconds left, just what you can say about Markell and, and how he was comfortable at that line.
3: I mean, man, that just, I think that comes with preparation. He's always in the gym, you know, he, he's been put in those situations before, he's comfortable with taking those shots, and, and you know, he knows the result of them. and I think he just locked in and, and knocked him down.
4: Was he meant for that? Was the play kind of designed for him to try and find something?
3: Yeah, I think down the stretch, man, he was on fire, so we were just kind of giving him a little bit more free freelance and the ability to kind of come up off the screen and and work at his own pace and and operate how he wanted to and he did that and he did a great job. What can you say about
4: Virginia having already obviously seen them this season just what your takeaways were from that game?
3: Yeah I mean they're a heck of a basketball team they play tough Uh, they play really good defense they play really good offense and nothing comes easy so we know what, what we got ahead of us and it's a great opportunity.
1: That coming once again from Wyatt Walker of the NC State Wolfpack in our one-on-one conversation following the one-point victory by NC State over the Clemson Tigers with the right to play Virginia in the ACC quarterfinals. Up next is C.J. Bryce, C.J. Bryce of the NC State Wolfpack as well. And my conversation with C.J. Bryce starts off with Markel Johnson being big time, knocking down those free throws, just what he thinks about his teammate.
5: Oh, he's a great player um, you know it's something that we see him do every day at practice you know so it wasn't really too surprising for us um, you know but he came over to take the game over for us and we really needed him to do that so you know was the play drawn up kind of for him to find that shot um, I mean, he, you know, just to come off and make a play, um, you know, if they cheated off from the corner, hit the corner guy, if they left the road man open and hit the road man, but, you know, they stayed home, um, you know, he was able to get past the defender and, and draw the foul.
4: What can you say about the way, that, how close this game was and just going up against Clemson, just the type of fight that they give you?
5: Uh, we knew they was going to give us everything, um, you know, game last time came down to a buzzer beater, you know, so I know they had a bad taste in their mouth from that, um, you know. I mean, you know, everybody's going to give give you their all, especially in the ACC tournament, um, you know, so... I <laughs> Um, but a great win for us. Um, you know, they played hard, but, you know, a great win for NC
4: State. So what you could say about your is what he's done for the culture of NC State, what he's done, in, you know, to kind of build you guys up at this point ever since he came in?
5: Um, changing the culture, um, bringing winning back to NC State. Um, you know, but the job's not done. We still have a lot more work to do.
4: What can you say about this team? Have, is there a lot left in the tank? Is there a lot that we haven't seen? Do you kind of feel like there's some saved energy right now at this point? Oh Yeah, we have a lot of talent on our team,
5: and then there's locker. Room. You know so you know it could be anybody's night at any time and that's that's something that's hard to prepare from 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 other teams You know, so I mean next next game might be Mark Kelly again Next game might be everybody you know you never know so you know just gonna continue to play hard and build off this win.
4: There's so much focus in this conference on Virginia and Duke and North Carolina. Just what you can say, what NC State has been doing. Well, the focus has been on these other teams. Just how you guys have been kind of silently building, so to speak.
5: Um, you know, two great programs. You know, but um, you know, State has, in the past, has been a great program. You know, that's just something that we're trying to get back to. you know, just playing hard and winning games, and um, you know, just continue to rebuild the culture.
4: What can you say about Virginia? Obviously, having played them this season, just what your takeaways were from that last game, and just what type of fight they give you. A
5: uh, great team. You know, it came down to the wire, be as small one in overtime. You know, so we still have a bad taste in our mouth from that. You know, but you know, we know they're gonna give us all. We're gonna give, we're gonna give it all. So you know, let like the chips fall what they may. You know.
4: When you push a team like Virginia to the brink like that and go into overtime, like you say, and play that close in the game, obviously it's a bitter taste in your mouth, but can you take positives away from the fact that this is an NC State team that's pushing the top of the conference to the brink? Yeah, I mean, mean, we don't really look at it like that too much as far as, you know,
5: seedings or, you know, which team is better than the the other, you know? I mean, every opponent, you know, is in our way and and we're looking for, you know, beating anybody that we play. I mean, that may be If they may be Duke, if they may be Virginia, I mean, whoever's in the conference, we look forward to beating them in this this conference tournament.
4: You wear across your chest, loyalty over royalty, just what you can say, why you chose that and and why that was something that you wanted to have there forever.
5: Uh, My first tattoo actually, um, you know, just pretty much means, you know, loyalty, you know, family, you know. Friend, I mean, what you've known over, you know, anything, money, um, you know, anything
4: that that can't replace that. Do you feel like this team has that now? Do you feel like there's that loyalty over royalty, so to speak, that everybody's playing for each other and you're kind of all bought in?
5: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, that was something that Coach really preached, um, preached to us in, in halftime. You know, just just to play for each other. Um, you know, first half, I mean, we didn't have the we didn't have the best the best entry, but you know, second half we really played for each other. Um, came out, picked it up on the, on the defensive end, and um, ultimately came out with the win.
1: That comment once again from C.J. Bryce of the NC State Wolfpack. And the final player that I have in my one-on-one conversations from NC State following their victory over Clemson here in Charlotte, North Carolina, from the ACC Tournament on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is Torin Dorn. And Torin Dorn and I had the opportunity to speak with one another following this victory. And my conversation with Torin Dorn begins with the confidence in Markel Johnson. You know, extreme
6: confidence in Markel always. Uh, we've seen him do things like that in practice, you know, take over and, and be able to make big shots, and he's done it in games as well. So, you know, anytime Markel plays with confidence, he's a great player. And those free throws, you know, we were in a similar position against UVA uh, at home, and, and he missed one, you know what I'm saying? So I knew and I told him, like, you'll be don't worry about it. You'll be in the situation again, and you'll make him this time. So once we got here and he was in the same situation, you know, we already knew that they were going to go in because he'd been there before and he was able to weather that storm and and that's usually what happens. You know, you you get into a situation, you face some adversity and then you learn how to face it and you conquer it. So
4: did he say anything to you afterward when you told him you were gonna make them and then he knocked him down? Did he come over to you after that?
6: Oh yeah, he, he knew, you know what I'm saying? So we had kinda talked about that. He knew they were gonna be good. So it's just the confidence that we have in our
4: abilities and the work that we've been putting in for the last last three years together. So, so what you can say about what Coach has done with this team to change the culture and build the culture up at NC State. Oh it's
6: amazing, you know, just the, the mentality that we play with and the fight the fighting spirit that we play with at all times. It's just something that, you know, Coach brought here from Wilmington and we've been able to carry on, so it's been good for
2: you.
4: You were just shy of a double-double in the game, Mm -hmm. 11 of your rebounds around the defensive end, just what you can say about getting after the glass and making sure that you silenced a bunch of second chance opportunities for Clemson. Oh yeah, you know, I took it as a personal challenge to get on the glass and uh,
6: just dominate the boards, and I told one of my assistant coaches that I had 12 for him. you know, before the game, ended up getting 12, so uh, spoke it into existence, I guess, and just wanted to do whatever I could for the team to help us win, and rebounding was one of those things. so.
4: So are you, like, Doing scratch-off tickets and playing the lottery because you knew that Marquel was going to make free throws. You knew you were going to have 12 rebounds. So it seems like you're good at, good at predicting the future. I might
6: be clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but just uh, just just the confidence I have in, in my teammates. You know, I'm super confident in their abilities, and we work extremely hard every day. So you know, if I'm if I'm not confident in it, they aren't. Then you know, what are we doing?
4: And then just to speak on Virginia, just what you can say about how close that game was and and pushing them to overtime, pushing them to the brink, knowing that you got them again. I mean, it
6: it was a really close game, exciting game in Raleigh. Um, They're an amazing team, and and we'll be ready to play. You know, it's anytime you get a chance to to play a team twice as good. So just excited for the game, excited to be playing meaningful basketball in March. That's all you can really ask for.
1: That coming once again from Torin Dorn of the NC State Wolfpack, who will face off against the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia is the number one seed. NC State, the eight seed. NC State is the lowest seed that is left. It depends on how you say it. You could say lowest seed, meaning the lowest number. Or highest seed, meaning the best number and whatnot. But typically, when you hear high seed, it's one, two, three. Low seed, you know, seven, eight, nine, and whatnot. So the lowest seed that is left in the NC in the ACC tournament, I should say, is eight-seeded NC State taking on number one-seeded Virginia, and they'll have the opportunity to face off against Virginia here in the quarterfinals. They faced Virginia in the regular season and lost that game, sixty-six to sixty five. So even though this is one seed versus eight seed, it doesn't mean that NC State is not going to bring it to Virginia. It doesn't mean that they're they're not going to make this a game. Virginia defeated NC State in overtime in this game, in overtime, 66 to 65. So We could start off today very early on at lunchtime with one of the best games we've seen in the ACC tournament. Could be one of the best games of the day. And so definitely make sure you're tuning in. And we will take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora for a fast break. When I come back, I'll be joined by the Virginia Tech Hokies. You'll hear my one-on-one conversations with Ahmed Hill, PJ Horn, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and uh, as well as Wabisa Beattie. We'll all be joining Wake Up Call with Dan Satora right after this.
7: This is a wake-up call Fast Break.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan wakeup on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you haven't become a member of MixLR, which stands for Mix Live Radio, make sure you do so today, MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Two awesome things happen if you become a member. When you become a member, you get the opportunity to chat with us live in the chat room during every live broadcast and You'll be emailed every single time we go live. So Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you'll be emailed right right at 9 a.m., Eastern time when we go live in studio or on location like we are today down in Charlotte, North Carolina. We thank the great city of Charlotte for having us. She'll be emailed as soon as we go live. And any other specialty shows that we do outside of our typical Monday through Friday 9 to 11 a.m. hours, you'll be able to tune into that as well simply by opening up your email that says Wake Up Call is live. Would you like to listen? And you click to listen. That's all you have to do. Members open up their email that says Wake Up Call is live. And you click to listen. It's as simple as that. So make sure that you join us on the Wake Up Call Airwaves live streaming worldwide on MixLR.com backslash Wake Call DT. And, and who knows? It could be broadcasting to aliens out there as well. The scrolls, the Cree, they could be listening from the Captain Marvel. But who knows at this point, as we know that the Internet, wherever the Internet reaches, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, Reaches you. So thank you so much for listening in to Wake Up Call with Dan Stora. Up next here are the Virginia Tech Hokies. And I'm going to start off my conversations with the Virginia Tech Hokies by speaking with Ahmed Hill. And this is what Ahmed Hill had to say about taking control early versus the Miami Hurricanes.
9: I uh, just said we came out with an aggressive mentality, uh, we know we had to handle business. A C tournament is win or go home, I mean lose or go home, win or go home, so you know we just want to come out here and play. We just played on Friday, so you know, kind of a competitive game, we knew what they did, they know what we did, and we just wanted to come out here from the jump and handle business.
4: When you have to play them so close, I mean obviously you were able to take advantage of that, but how difficult is it to have to see somebody? in close quarters like
9: yeah. uh, It was very difficult. Uh, we just played them three times within the last two months. Uh, very difficult. They're a great team, you know, a great coach and things like that. But uh, our coaching staff made sure that, you know, we kept our mentality and kept our mind on the right things. So.
4: What
9: did Coach Williams have to say after the game? Uh, he just told us, you know, just to keep going. We got a chance to make some history. Um, tomorrow with being, we're 4-4 four four in the ACC um, tournament and we got a chance to be 5-4 and four, make history. And, you know, we got to come out here with a lot of energy tomorrow. They're a great team, and we look forward to the matchup again.
4: Just what you could say about Florida State and looking ahead to that matchup and just what you took away from them this season already.
9: A great team. A lot, a lot of talent. uh, Very deep. Um, and they got a lot of guys that come out here and play multiple positions, do multiple things. And they're a great team. Um, they got the better of us down at Florida State and they deserved it. And now we're looking for a neutral site victory.
4: How much have they improved from last season in your opinion? They
9: improved a lot. Um, they're very deep as they always been. Um, but now I think they utilize their pieces very well. They're a great team, a um, great coach. Being up by 20 plus multiple times in the game, just what you can
4: say about that. Keeping your foot on the pedal even when they tried to minimize it a little bit in the second.
9: Ah, uh, this piece value to our guys, to our coaches. Um, and you know, we just came out there, and we didn't want to let up. We knew that there was a great team that can go on a the run. They got a lot of great talent to and we just want to, you know, kind of close the game out, um, so some guys can get some rest for the next game. We know we played in the next 24 hours, so you know, we just want to get some rest.
4: And lastly, for me, just what you could say about that to be in the ACC tournament and to be up at a point where you can actually give guys some rest—it's not something that happens um, a
9: lot. It's amazing. Uh, you know, we don't even get that in the regular season, so it's amazing. And you know, I just—it's the biggest stage and. It's very important Uh, for us. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it. Next up on the docket here this morning following Ahmed Hill is his teammate, P.J. Horn of the Virginia Tech Hokies. And my conversation with P.J. Horn begins with having the advantage from the jump and keeping the foot on the pedal against the Miami Hurricanes.
0: Uh, It feels good. Uh, We uh, kept our foot on the pedal. We
10: uh,
4: made him... uh, had a, a better game. When you look at this matchup, having played them so close. Sometimes it's difficult to play a team in just a few days, and let alone play a team three times in one season. What was it about this game that you were able to take control of it?
0: Well, it was incredibly hard. You no, know, we played them twice already, so we already knew what these team does. So we had to dig in and fight more. So we know that we got this game more.
4: As far as you know, shooting, it seemed like you know, at certain times everything was falling for the hokies. Just what you could say about a game like this where you're better than fifty percent from the field for the majority of the time.
0: Oh, it felt like it was being nice, you know, we were sharing the ball, we were getting more paint touches, we were doing everything we do.
4: And then as as far as moving forward here, you got to give some guys some rest. That's not something that typically happens in the postseason, let alone in the conference tournament. Just what you could say about some guys being able to come off the floor and get some rest in this game because you're up by
0: so much? Oh, it was a huge it was a Huge going into tomorrow because they they fully rested now you know this game wasn't so stressful on their body so like they can get more, they can reduce tomorrow.
4: What did Coach Williams say after the game?
0: Just keep going, keep doing us keep doing and uh, get to the next, always to the next thing, get to the next thing.
4: What can you say about what Buzz Williams has meant to this program?
0: Oh, he's meant a lot to us and uh, this our community. You know, uh, he's done a lot for over the past five years. That a lot of people take for the wrong way,
4: but still, he's done a lot. (laughs) When he's out there on the sideline, just what you could say about him? When you guys are playing, he's out there on the court with you. He's one of those coaches that likes to see as far as, as he can get on the court. What do, you, do you guys like that? Do you like the fact that he kind of goes out onto the court and makes sure that he, you can hear him when you're out there? Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, it helps out a lot.
0: You know, you're on the court and you, you're trying to understand something.
4: And as far as Florida State, just what you could say about facing them again? Are uh, you ready? Pretty yeah. So what was that? You really just
1: that coming once again from P.J. Horn of the Virginia Tech Hokies in their victory over the Miami Hurricanes. Mind you, they had to play Miami at the end of the regular season. Their last two games are against the Miami Hurricanes. They played them at the end of the regular season, and their first game in the ACC tournament. They had to see them in less than a week's time. Less than a week's time, they had to face off against the same team, and they were still able to defeat Miami by double digits. They faced Miami three times this season, defeated them all three times, the Hokies did. And each of those three times, by double figures, they won the game. Up next is Wabisa Beattie here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora of the Virginia Tech Hokies. And my conversation with Wabisa Beattie begins with being ahead by 20 or more multiple times, just taking control of the game. <laughs> we still we know we're still bad. We gotta like get
11: better at that. We have to like hold teams, be able to like once we know we're about to finish up, we have to like, finish the job. Um we're always letting teams um we can we're like we're kinda letting up and we know that we talk about that in the huddle like stop doing the let ups. Come on, let's keep playing our game, let's not settle down, keep pushing the pace. Um that's just the main thing. We just know on ourselves. We get down on ourselves more than even the coaches get down on us when <laughs> when the opposing team get on there like, runs in the second half. Like, like that. We just know what to do and we know how to capitalize right on that um, after it and that's why we had the multiple like you said, twenty point spreads um stretches.
4: Did you feel you know, in the second half when they had come out, they had scored 17. You had scored 11, and they had condensed yeah. that. Is that what you're talking about?
11: Yeah, exactly. Um, we know we had to come out the gate better. Um, that's just our fault, and we're going to capitalize that um, tomorrow. Don't uh, we're going to capitalize our, our next game plan and talk about it.
4: What is it about taking your foot off the pedal? Uh, what would you uh, put that to? I mean, is it is it just getting comfortable with a lead, or what would you say? Oh, uh,
11: we just uh, we stop. We don't need to look at the scoreboard. That's the main thing. Everything's zero, so We don't need to look at the scoreboard. Just play our game. We're the. We just got to play our game, and that's it. What did Coach
4: Williams say after the game that kind of stuck with you?
11: Oh, same thing. Like, keep playing us. Keep doing us, and good things will happen. Stay in our lane, and execute.
4: What is hokey basketball? When you say keep being us, how would you define hokey basketball right now? Hard playing, nail eaters, never giving up, um,
11: playing downhill, making the open shots, making the right reads all time, and playing it hard as hell on defense.
4: We saw, obviously, in this game, you, you guys shooting uh, better than 50% for the majority of the game. Just what you could say about you know when those shots fall, obviously, it frees you up a little bit.
11: Um, like I said, like when we play downhill, when, we, when we're running, nobody, that's when we play our best, and that's what created those open shots to tie in the beginning. And once we have that
4: happening, teams are going to start locking in the get lanes start opening up, and that's what happened. When you have to play a team like Miami or any team inside so the ACC three times in one season, let alone you paid them just a few days ago, Just, I mean, obviously on paper you guys won big, but how difficult is it to see somebody three times and see somebody just a few days ago?
11: It's, it's very hard to do, but I don't think you can, I don't know when the last time a team played a team three times in a row, like three times in a season and within twice within a week, you can say, a week and a half. I don't think that's, I don't know when the last time that happened, but it's very hard to do. Um, there's two different mindsets on both sides, but we just know we have to stay in our lane, execute everything. Just what you can say about Florida State and seeing them again? Um, we're just gonna play hard, do what we gotta do for the game plan, and execute and get the win.
4: How would you describe the type of team that they are? They're a very great team,
11: very, very well coached. Um, a very older, veteran team. Um, very, they're deep um, and tough.
4: They're a very good team. All praise to them. When Buzz was at Marquette, his teams are never out of games. Buzz coming to Virginia Tech, you guys stay in games as well, and you've risen here in the ACC. Just what you can say about what he's done to the culture of Virginia Tech? He just
11: plays culture like he always does. Just make sure you come in, play hard as hell, um, make the right reads, make the open shot, um, and play hard. And Defense. That's what we're just capable of doing. That's all the things we can control.
1: That coming once again from Wabisa Beatty of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Up next, in my final conversation with the Hokies in their double digit victory over the Miami Hurricanes, their third victory in three tries over Miami this season, all by double figures. My final conversation comes with Nikhil Alexander Walker about taking this game over early.
12: It's big, early. Uh, we knew that more is at stake for us and them, so they're going to come out uh, with intensity, and we try to hit them early, knock them early, um, do what we can control, uh, focus on what we control, our energy, our defense, the little things of the game that, that
4: will give us the edge, and I think we did that well to kind of get that big jump. Visa said in the uh, second half, you guys have kind of let up a little bit and you have to do a better job at not looking at the scoreboard. Would you agree with that?
12: Yeah, I think so. I think it's about uh, more what we the process instead of the, the product and the journey instead of the destination, just kind of pushing through, battling from the
2: first half to the second
4: half, all 40 and not 30. When you see, I mean, every game in the ACC tournament, every game in the ACC, for the most part in the regular season, is a battle. When you're up by 20-plus or 20 points multiple times in this game, just what you could say about that, because it's a, it's an atypical situation that teams get blown out, so to speak, in the ACC tournament. I mean, it's, it's a contribute to my
12: teammates, all the work that they put in. Uh, they do a lot of work, and they... It's starting to pay off for them. So I'm happy that it's kinda of showing and uh it's it's all making sense. But again, we can't really focus on uh the the, the score and Being up 20 multiple times, it's like it's got to be a win. Um, I think being up 20 is hard, but also winning in the ACC is just as hard. So I think ultimately we got to do more winning plays and less of the "oh we're up, so we're good."
4: Just what you could say about you know even though you won this game big against Miami, having to play them twice in a very short amount of time and then three times overall this season, just how difficult it is to be in a situation like that. Uh, it's a big test uh, because both teams kind of know the scouting
12: port, it's fresh, it's in their heads, and it's it's almost like a rematch. It's hard to beat any team three times, so, and I think it's hard to beat any team twice, and... Um, We have a different type of fire going into this game, and Florida State's going to not want to give us anything. And they're a great team, and they've earned everything that they have right now. So for us, it's going to take 40 minutes, maybe 40 plus, like last, like 45, like last game, and just locking in.
4: What can you say about Florida State and kind of where they are, because Virginia Tech has risen, and and Florida State has as well. Just what you can say about this matchup and what the Seminoles bring to the table? Uh, They got great guards. Cavan uh,
12: Galley, another good Canadian. I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but but uh, he's really good. He's really good, and they got uh they they play within each other, and I think that's what makes a great team. Um, at any given night, anyone can really kill you, and and I think from there it's okay. Now we got to lock in, and we can't take them lightly. Uh, yeah, we were up, but
4: now it's 45 minutes. What is it about Canada, because I agree with you, there's a lot of good players that come there, great players that come from the country of Canada. What is it about Canada? Uh, the culture,
12: the people. And, um I say the food. Uh, not uh, I just think everyone in Canada has has a, a chip on the shoulder. Um, it's rare to meet lazy Canadians for me personally, just because uh, we already have this title that we're nice and that we're we're just hockey players and we want to show that we're more. Um, this is also a, a dream for us, and I know more basketball players than I do hockey players. So just the fact that. We have a chance and an opportunity, and we want to make the most out of the opportunity, and we're not going to let anyone take it from us.
4: Do you ever show some love to O'Shea Brissett over on Syracuse as well, from being from Canada?
12: Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, that's my guy. I'll text him here and there, make sure he's doing good. But, I mean, any Canadian that does well, I'm happy for him, and I pray that they seek more success to come.
1: That coming once again from the Virginia Tech Hokies and my conversation with Nikhil Alexander-Walker on winning over the Miami Hurricanes in round two of the ACC tournament down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where you're currently listening to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora broadcasting live on location from Charlotte in the ACC tournament. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. And when we come back, you'll hear from the Louisville Cardinals and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, two former rivals of the Big East that are now inside of the ACC. You'll hear from the winning side of the Louisville Cardinals and then the other side of things the Notre Dame Fighting Irish that are not used to, especially in the ACC tournament, leaving and leaving early. You'll hear from both teams right after this. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. It's
2: what happy The thrill
4: of the gaming, adventure, and achievement collide at the Museum of Intrigue, located on the third floor in Destiny USA in Syracuse, New York. Open seven days a week, the Museum of Intrigue offers over 25 untold stories and is ever-growing and changing. For more information, call 855-653-7227 or reserve your story today at museumofintrigue.com. Spark your curiosity at the Museum of Intrigue, where you will never have the same experience twice.
1: Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. Drysiglady.com D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G-lady.com with the Bamboo Line relaxed Fit Clothing as well as the Athletic Fit Clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in DrySig Lady Apparel, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G-Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrySigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G-lady.com.
6: Breaking news: The Press Room Pub, located on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, is where entertainment and sports become one. Trivia is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with host Dan Tortora. Sports are always on from every angle at the Press Room Pub. The main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms featuring games, a colossal television, and more. So head out for lunch, dinner, or a drink and plan your parties with the Press Room Pub. 220 place in downtown syracuse call 315-569-4345 for more information the press room awaits you
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Call DT. MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT stands for Mix Live Radio, and obviously Wake Up Call DT, the channel that you're listening to. And we appreciate you listening from down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. For those of you listening in Central and Upstate New York, up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and all around the world, we appreciate every single one of our listeners, and I I cannot thank you enough, and I want to thank the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina that we get to broadcast live from today. Coming up next is the Louisville-Notre Dame matchup. I had the opportunity to speak with both sides of this matchup, and we're going to start with the Louisville Cardinals in my conversation with Dwayne Sutton. This is what Dwayne Sutton had to say when we had the opportunity to speak following the round two victory over the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Our conversation begins with winning over an old Big East rival.
13: You know, we played him like nine days ago, ten days ago. So we were very familiar with him. Uh, we knew we had to control John Mooney. You know, he's a he can get twenty and fifteen on any given night. And I think we did a good job of containing him, uh, which made it hard for them to score times. But uh, credit to them that. Uh, Pretty good effort there in the first and second half. I'm, just, I'm just glad we came out,
4: came came away with a win. Just what you can say about, like you said, in less than two weeks since the last time you saw him, just how hard it is. I mean, obviously you win by 20 plus, but mm-hmm. how difficult is it to see a team twice in less than two weeks?
13: Oh, it's pretty hard. You know, uh, we had some games between them, but we you know we had to refocus uh, to try to beat them tonight. We knew they had some good players from outside. Uh, they had a big kid, number 14, Leshchinsky, who was very hot from three yesterday. So we had to do a good job of containing him. I think we did for the most part. And I think that's we came out, came away with the win.
4: You got an effort on the glass. You know, we'll get 10 rebounds. Just what you can say about making sure you take care of that, and just the help that you had around the board.
13: Uh You know, I just want to get her a rebound. You know, I want to do my best to get her and mix it up a little bit. Uh, I feel like me getting, me getting offensive rebounds helps us get second shots, which we need for my team. And I did a pretty good job of that. And I think we got to keep playing
4: hard. Getting an opportunity to play North Carolina, just what you can say about the matchups you had. You know, just mm-hmm. seeing them already this season, and just what you took away from. The opportunity that
14: you've
13: had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, UNC is a big team. Uh, they want to get on the backboard and they want to play fast. And I think if we do a good job of uh, controlling the tempo and rebounding and controlling the paint, we'll be uh, in a pretty close game coming the last four minutes. I think it's going to be a great game.
4: so What you can say about Coach Mack, what he's done for this team and, and how he's inspired the culture here at Louisville?
13: Uh, he, he did a lot. He changed the culture. Uh, he wants us to play, you know, play free and also on defense. He wants us to communicate, be loud, and be aggressive, and I fight for the most part. We did that this year, and I think. we're going to continue to do it
4: what's his message after a game like this i mean obviously it's a big time win but you got a big time game coming up what was the message
13: uh just move on uh we didn't come ready to win one game we're going to go back to the hotel and watch some film with unc uh to find a way to come away with a victory tomorrow as well
1: that coming once again from dwayne sutton of the louisville cardinals and up next is his teammate darius perry who speaks with me on seeing notre dame twice in less than two weeks
15: uh, I think it worked well, honestly. Uh, we kind of remembered the things they did well and the things they didn't do well and we were able to uh, capitalize on them and fix the things we didn't do well in the first game.
4: Notre Dame had an uncharacteristic season. It's not typical for them to be obviously at the bottom of the ACC. Right. Do you take any positives away from that? I mean, even though they've had a struggling season, going up against them, do you have some respect for kind of how they played or maybe some of the guys out there?
15: Uh, I have respect for all those guys. I think all of us do and uh, we have respect for every single team that we play. Um, I think. Notre Notre Dame is a good team and uh, they've been doing well with the pieces they have and uh, it was a good win today. And
4: another shot against North Carolina just what you can say about that big matchup coming up?
15: Uh, right now it's 1-1 one and, one and we hope that we can come out on top um, I mean it's going to be a really good game. North Carolina is a really good team and uh, we just got to come out and be on top be on top of everything.
4: What can you say about what you've seen from them this season already going into this game?
15: They're a really good team and they're really hard to guard. They get the ball moving they uh, they really don't stop moving and they get their shots up so I mean it's a tough, tough guard but we got to be zoned in.
4: Coach Mack, just what you can say he's done for the culture of Louisville?
15: Uh, really, really, really emphasizing toughness. Uh, he's big on that and just uh, staying together. I mean, he's really changed the culture here, and uh, we like it.
4: What was the message at the end of this game? Even though you guys won by 20-plus, what's his message moving forward?
15: Um, he's always got something to, that we can work on. I think today was just uh, to keep doing what, we're doing what we did well and uh, to uh, not let those lapses happen that we had today. And um, to, We have to be better than we were today in order to beat North Carolina tomorrow.
1: Up next, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, here on Wake Call live as well as live on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT from the great state of North Carolina in Charlotte for the ACC men's basketball tournament, my sixth tournament in six straight years is my conversation with vj king of the louisville cardinals my final conversation with the cardinals comes from vj king and that conversation with vj begins with what he had to say his thoughts on notre dame overall
8: well they're um, they're a really good team um we played them like nine or ten days ago so they're still pretty fresh in our minds um just coming out and sticking to the game plan and trying to play as hard as we can um when we do that put ourselves in a good position to win
4: just what you can say about the way that your team has played this season when I mean, you're the 7th seed out of fifteen here at the ACC tournament, but obviously I don't think that that adequately represents how strong Louisville's played this year. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Um,
8: a couple games got away from us uh, in conference play, but. Um, still think we're in a really good
4: position. Uh, try to go out there and win another one and get into the championship. What can you say about North Carolina based on what you've already seen from them this season? Just what type of team they are in your eyes?
8: Um, well, we gotta, we gotta win the rebound battle and we gotta keep them out of transition. I think that's the main two points that are gonna be in our uh, game plan going into tomorrow's game.
4: Just what you can say about the team, a type of win like this, knowing that you have North Carolina coming right after it, to win a game by 20 plus, just what type of statement that makes and if that provides some momentum for
11: you, for the next
4: game. Um, yeah, it, it give us a, a lot of momentum. Um
8: give confidence in our team but um, can't dwell on this game and shovel it and we'll move on to the next one
4: That's what you can say about Coach Mack and what he's done for the culture of Louisville since he came
8: in it's been great for us like you said he's changed the entire culture um, I think for the better and uh, it's only up from here what's been his message and what was his message coming out of this game Um, just come out have a you know short memory Uh, let's be ready to go tomorrow let's basically what he said.
4: What can you say about what kind of makes him stand out as a leader, so maybe some other coaches you've had in the past growing up even, just what makes Coach Max special?
8: I think he's a he's a very personal coach. You know, he's a players coach. I think he's one of those those guys you can go up to his office, talk to him about anything outside of basketball. Um, just a really good good dude, man. He's he's energetic, he gives us energy and you know he and he believes in us and that's a that's really I mean it's a lot for us.
4: How would you define this Louisville team right now, knowing that you had, like you had mentioned before, some ups and downs this season? How would you define the team this year so far? I would say resilient.
8: You know, like you said, we've had ups and downs, but, you know, we stay together no matter what. And um I think that's what got us to this point.
1: That coming once again from V.J. King of the Louisville Cardinals in their victory over the Notre Dame fighting Irish. That victory for the Louisville Cardinals once again coming in less than two weeks since seeing Notre Dame uh, recently, here they defeated them 75 to 53 by 22 points in this game. And Louisville last saw Notre Dame very, very recently here, and they had to play. They saw they went to Virginia for their last game of the regular season, and right before that, they faced off against Notre Dame at home, defeating Notre Dame 75 to 61. This time, they score 75 against them once again, but allow them eight less. Points. So 75 put up in both of these games in less than two weeks against the Notre Dame fighting Irish Louisville Cardinals putting up 75, allowing 61, and this time around allowing 53 to move on here, which placed Notre Dame in an interesting situation, in a situation that is atypical of them in the ACC and the ACC tournament. Since joining The ACC, Notre Dame has arguably been the fiercest former Big East team inside of the ACC tournament with Syracuse only winning two games. Their second coming this time around, you know, coming this year and with the likes of Pittsburgh obviously struggling and Louisville having some good moments. But ultimately, Notre Dame being the team that you don't want to face of those four teams that came from the Big East around 2013, 2014 this season it's been different the team is young there are injuries and ultimately they haven't looked like the notre dame that many people have come to know over the years i spoke with chris doherty about this tough season and his takeaways from it and this is what he had to
16: say uh just we have to get better um this was a good this year was really good to get to see how the acc really is because you watch it on tv but it does no justice to what it's actually like to be in the games. But. I think moving forward with uh, the like the close group we have, we're going to make some noise next year.
4: It's an uncharacteristic season, obviously, for mm-hmm. Notre Dame, especially in the ACC tournament, yeah. because since they've come in from the Big East, obviously, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of success in this tournament. So yeah. just what you can say about, you know, kind of remembering the history and knowing that you got to make a better move next time.
16: Yeah, since Notre Dame's under the ACC, they've had great success. and uh, This shouldn't define us. We're we're young, we had injuries, we battled through a lot of adversity this year, so um, I don't think this really says who we are because moving forward we're gonna make some noise, I think.
4: What is it about this team? I mean, like you said, obviously there's injuries and youth Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but is there anything else that you would attribute to maybe some growing pains right now?
16: I'd say just like the things that are known like uh, the youth and the injuries but um, I mean new guys are stepping into leadership roles this year and when Rex went down with an injury he was like one of our main voices so that definitely uh, had an impact on us because it's a lot different hearing him from the bench and being on the court uh, gathering you but that's how it is. What was Mike
4: Bray's message after this game?
16: Well, we're all coming back next year. He said, and it's just going to be a grind moving forward. The spring and summer and uh, fall, we just have to buy into the weight room um, and everything. We got to be to invest because we have to remember how it feels right now.
4: He's had a lot of success, obviously, at, at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. What What has he said to you throughout the season about? about this year and mm-hmm. about obviously that there was gonna be some adversity and some transition?
16: Um, we just had to keep pushing. He said, uh, as part of basketball, gonna go, there's gonna be down years, there's gonna be up years. But throughout the whole season, he kept the same level. Uh, he was always positive. always. We always enjoyed coming in every day, so I think it was good.
4: And as far
16: as your experience with this, just, you know, what you're taking away personally from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized I had to work on a lot this year. Um, my quickness, I'm a little undersized, so I had to figure out how to like finish over taller guys and everything, but I'm excited. I like to work, so I'm looking forward to it
4: you guys were able to get a victory coming in as the 15th seed out mm-hmm. of 15 and, and going up against Georgia Tech who obviously yeah. had to do some work to get into the NCAA tournament. You were able to win that game over them. Just what you can say about you know taking that positive at least.
16: Uh, that was a good that, That's a preview of next year. I think uh, we were all just playing really well. I think we shot lights out. Um, our defense was doing well and I think it's just a preview of what, what's to come next year.
1: That coming once again from Chris Doherty of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the losing side of things in the ACC tournament here. Very atypical of Notre Dame as they go through a transition of youth and building up a team. You know They had a lot of success of going from player to player and and season to season and being able to have guys kind of pass the torch and carry the torch and whatnot. And now this young team is looking for that leadership and looking to step forward, but they are positive. About it. And the next conversation I have with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish is with Temple TJ Gibbs. And this is what TJ had to say to me following this loss to the Louisville Cardinals with his thoughts on the season as well.
17: Um, I mean this is a season that uh, everybody on our team has grown. Uh, Johnny made uh, a huge stride from last year and uh, he's been our emotional and our, our leader on the court. Uh, these young guys have stepped up big time and coming into a situation of uh, never playing a college basketball game to to being out there and contributing for 30 to 40 minutes each game and um, I know I couldn't do that by freshman year. I know I, that that's a struggle, and it's a growing pains, and um, I just have to figure out a better way to lead these guys and and help them get better as well as getting myself better.
4: When you have so much youth and, and obviously injuries that happen, just what you can say about that because obviously there's gonna be growing pains there
17: um I mean. That, that's just it. That we're young. Uh, we get everybody back next year. We return our whole team and that's something that we're proud of. Uh, we're going to live up to that. We know that we just got to keep fighting every day. Um, we got to keep grinding as a team, as a unit and um, everything that everyone laughed at us and we finished at the bottom and all that stuff that happened this year. We learned from it. We took notes and um, we're going to get better this offseason and we're going to come back stronger.
4: It's uncharacteristic of Notre Dame obviously to be 15th out of 15 since coming from the Big East to the ACC, especially in the ACC tournament, have had a lot of success. So what do you do with this kind of taste in your mouth right now, knowing that it's, it's not the typical Notre Dame?
17: Uh, we flush it. I mean, it, that's, the, that's the best part about getting our whole team back. We get another chance uh, as a unit. And we flush this. We learn from it. We take the positives. We, we look at the negatives, and then we move on, and uh, we learn, and we get better for next year.
4: What's been Mike Bray's message throughout the season?
17: Um, To just keep pushing. I mean, through the ups and downs, um, we just got to keep pushing through it. And this team has become so much stronger, even off the court, than anything about um, being a unit, being together. These are my brothers. I love them 1 through 12, and uh, we know that we're going to get stronger and we're going to get better. Has it been strange for you, like you said,
4: you know, getting laughed at, finishing at the bottom? Because that's not a typical thing for Notre Dame, was it strange to be on the other side of it, so to speak?
17: Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, nobody came here to lose. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Coach recruits good guys and guys that know how to win. And uh, it, it's definitely different not winning, but at the same time um, we, we know exactly what we have to do now. We know that it's the little things that count. Um, even me and Johnny just growing into – who we were. Last year was a a little bit of a a shell shock and um, this year was a a growing pain for us, but next year we're going to get everybody back and it's going to be a stronger year for us.
4: You were able to get a, a victory against Georgia Tech, and obviously Georgia Tech is fighting for an NCAA tournament berth at that time. Just what you can say about even though you're exiting the tournament in round two, just what you can build off of getting that victory and knowing it was against a team that was trying to stay alive.
17: Um, it means a lot to us. I mean, that shows that this team can fight. Uh, it's, we've been doing that the entire year, and it was just a matter of us um, finishing out a game. And we, we've had a couple of games where we were right there, and we've kind of slowed down at the end. But that's a part of us growing and that proved to us that we can do it. We can grow together. We can can get a W, and uh, we need to carry that into next year.
1: That coming once again from T.J. Gibbs of the... Notre Dame Fighting Irish Temple TJ Gibbs joining me here on the broadcast, speaking on the future and leadership coming from him and the team moving forward. The positives and you know the locker room in Notre Dame, they're gonna be back. You know, I'm not worried about Notre Dame by any stretch of the imagination. Let's take a step aside for a fast break here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake call DT. When I come back, you will hear from your Syracuse Orange men's basketball team I had the opportunity to speak with Jalen Carey O'Shea Brissett as well as Marek Dolajai, Frank Howard and Elijah Hughes as well as Buddy Beheim, following their matchup inside of this ACC tournament so I'll hear from all of those gentlemen right after this this is a wake-up call fast break Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, MixLR stands for Mix Live Radio. If you have not become a member, make sure you do so today. We are live down here in Charlotte, North Carolina for the ACC tournament. And you have already heard from the likes of the NC State Wolfpack, as well as the Louisville Cardinal, the Louisville Cardinals, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Up next are the Syracuse Orange, and I had the opportunity to speak with many of the Orange following this game. My first conversation that you're going to hear on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora coming out of their round two victory over the Pit. Panthers, or longtime rival the Pitt Panthers, is my conversation with Marek Dolajai and this is what Marek had to say with his thoughts on being down at half and then the comeback that they had in the second half. 43-23 to 23, they outscored Pitt in the second half after going down 36-30 at halftime, so his thoughts about that.
18: I think we did start good, you know, we didn't uh, guard a uh, frame, uh, he missed six degrees. It became like we didn't work, uh, win this game. I think we did a really good job in the second half. We played defense and we won the game. In some of the games this season,
4: you, the team hasn't had a good second half. This game's different. You outscore them 43 to 23. What
18: was different about this game? I don't know. I, I feel like we were always a second half team, but this year was different. Uh, this year, uh, And, you know, I think we stepped up big today and it was the. Main point, we won.
4: Having to play without Tyus Battle, just what you could say about everybody stepping up without
18: him? I think that's the character of the team. We have a lot of guys who can uh, go play and uh, do, be big for our team. Today, buddy, Frank played really good, Elijah, you know, like I feel like we have a lot of players who can be good.
4: Frank had 18 points in the game, Elijah had 18 as well. Just what you can say about them stepping up and, and just especially Frank since it's he's had a you know, tough go
18: offensively in the last few games. He did this all last year. I know what he can do. We all know what he can do. You know, he did all this. and it's just time when he step up. And then as far as Buddy, a new career high for him, 20 points in the game, just what you can say about him? <laughs> you remember me when, last, last year in uh, Brooklyn when I scored 20 points. Uh, he was he was amazing for us, you know. He stepped up, ties was not in. He made a couple tough shots, a couple uh, tough threes, you know, he step up big. And it was, we won because of the game. What did Jim Bayham say after the game? What was the message? Tomorrow is
4: another game. So you look at the fact that you have Duke a third time this season, you won at their place, they won at your place. Just what you can say
18: about playing Duke for a third time? You know, every game is different. We need to come up, be ready, and just stop them and drive to them.
4: You were on the team last season. Like you said, you know what Frank can do, and and you know the type of runs this team can make. Did a game like this feel like the magical run you had last year?
18: I don't think so. I think we can still be better, you know, and we can every game be better, and this is what we're doing, and we try to do.
1: That coming once again from Rek Dolajai of the Syracuse Orange following their victory over the Pitt Panthers. Up next is Jalen Carey. He went in at the 649 mark of the first half and got some quality minutes there in that first half of the game with Syracuse going up against the Pitt Panthers got a bunch of minutes and his takeaways from having almost seven minutes on the floor and that's what he had to say
19: uh, you know just gotta just go out and just prove why I should just play a little more uh, but you know I haven't been playing the last couple of games so it was just it was just good to be out there you know just you know, when you love to do something so much, you just, you know, you just, you just love doing it. So when I'm out there, I just, I just try to be active, just try to play defense, and just do things, just, just, just stay out there a little more. But that was good being out there.
4: And then as far as attacking the basket, when you went coast to coast, just bring me into that play because I know that that's been a big part of your game.
19: Uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. I like to get out and transition. You know, like when I'm out there, I feel like I pace pick, picks up a little bit. and, You know. I feel like I, I helped spark us as a team a little bit. You know, we was down and out, but you know, like like, like you said uh, on that change, that's what I like to do. I like to get out and run. And, you know, I said I got an easy layup, and you know, just hope, hopefully look more, look forward to doing more of that
4: point guard on this team and obviously so is frank you guys are both out there at the same time when you came out he came over to you and kind of hit you on the arm what did he did he say anything to you Was there any thought about you know let's go or anything that he said to you
19: hey, you know when i got in there you know we, we all talked as a team and we just wanted to just pick it up on the defensive end you know that's that's what we was worried about just picking it up and just getting out in transition that's what i feel like that's when we're at our best when we're just out in transition so you know that's what he just told me he just tell me just let's go you know don't
4: don't worry about anything just play my game and I feel like that's what I did Uh Team was down 36 to 30 at the half. You outscored them 43 to 23 in the second half. Just what you can say about the last year, this team was a second half team, and I know you weren't on the team last year, but this year it's, it's been a little bit tougher in the second half. What was different about this game that the team was able to take care of business in the second half?
19: Uh, You know, what was different, you know, first half, you know, Wilson Frame hit a lot of shots, and, you know, we just had to key keen on him. And once I felt like once we, once we was able to locate him a lot and just limit him from, from shooting a lot of threes, that's what helped us open it up. Open up and just get out, and just you know, when they shoot, we just rebound and just got out and ran. And, you know, in the first half, we started
4: out a little slow, but we were able to pick it up in the second half. Having to play without Tyus in this game, just what you can say about that? I mean, not having him out there obviously, guys step up, you get more minutes out there. Elijah ends with 18, Frank has a game with 18 points, and, and Buddy has a new career high for a single game of 20. Just what you can say about how the team banded together?
19: Uh, you know, Tyus is a big part of our team, you know, he, he's our guy, and you know, with him being. And now we came. We came together as a team, and we knew we knew what we were missing. And, you know, each each guy just brung, just added a little extra to their game, and you know Frank had a big game. You know, he had 18, buddy. He had his career high. So,
4: you know, we all just we all just knew knew what we had to do, and we just all executed it. Is this the game that you guys needed to kind of have that band of brothers moment, so to speak, to not play with ties? Is this a game that you kind of, in a way, feel like maybe you needed?
19: I wouldn't say we needed it. You know, we. I feel like from 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 the beginning of the season, we all wanted to just can, just know that we're all brothers with with our uh, without. I felt I feel like in the, in, when we played a match square garden without Frank, that's what really brought us together, and, and we knew that. You know if it was one guy down, we just got we just got to be, be able to come together as a team, and you know, Tyus was out today, and I feel like we did that so, uh, perfectly.
4: You've had to wait your turn this season. Just what you can say about the team over the individual and, and knowing that you've got some minutes in this game and, and obviously it's hard to sit on the bench, but just what you took away from it and, and putting the team before yourself?
19: Uh, you know, it's real tough, you know, being, if, if being in my position, but, you know, each day I'm just continuing to work and just continue to get better, you know. You no, know, That's the only thing I could do, and just just continue to get better. And, you know, being out there, it was good to be out there. You know, I had a lot of fun being out there. And most importantly, just, just getting wins, and that's, that's that's what we want, just getting wins and some advancing to the next game. You know, we got a tough one tomorrow, but we know we're going to be ready for it and we just want to have fun and just
4: play our game playing the team three times in a season is tough you went to Duke got the victory Duke came to the Dome got the victory now here's game number three just what you can say about playing Duke again
19: you know know, Duke was a a well-known school and we don't back down from any challenge so we wanna come out ready to play tomorrow and we're gonna see we wanna see what
4: happens at the end. What do the guys say after a game like this? The guys that went through the season that they had last year and guys like O'Shea, guys like Frank and Tyus. What's the message as you move forward?
19: Uh just just come out from the gate, you know. That's that's what we really want to do. We just want to be able to punch teams first in the face. You do want we don't want to be punched first. And that that'll, that'll just set the tone for the rest of the game. That'll just set the tone for from people coming in off the benches. Just, just just keep staying in the tight and just we just want to come out with the victory so we're going to do whatever it takes
1: that coming once again from Jalen Carey who played like I said the final 649 of the first half came in at the 649 mark and did not go out all the way into halftime he only attempted a couple shots in the game here he was able to get two points he attacked the rim on one of those opportunities, he had an assist and a turnover as well. But Jalen Carey putting together some good minutes there, and he was out there with Frank Howard. So both both point guards were out there uh, simultaneously for the Syracuse Orange at the at the uh, latter part of the first half. And it was good to see Jalen Carey, the true freshman guard, get some quality minutes and, like you said, prove that he should be out there more. Buddy Beheim. Speaking of quality minutes, just what he thought of this game, a career high for him. Him and I spoke on all of his career highs this season, and now this is the newest one. 20 points is his new single-game career high as a true freshman. This is what he had to say about it. Um, early on in the first half I
10: was a little tentative not really looking for my shot like I should be and you know the guys at halftime told me I need to step up and make shots and, and look for my shot especially because I'm gonna have open looks and they're playing a zone so I could find open spots and my teammates were just finding me there and then I was able to get some offensive rebounds and get some putbacks there so that just opened up my game and and E and Frank were shooting great and when that's when that happens it's easy to get open looks and it's just a great and especially our defense was really what stepped up in the second half and that's what uh, led
4: to all these open threes and open looks and what really turned the game around. The 8-7 lead at the 16-11 mark in the first half. From there, almost 19 minutes from there, the team didn't have the lead. Your threes brought that lead. Just what you can say about that. Um, you know, I knew that, uh, like I said before, I needed
10: to, needed to uh, look for my shot, and and uh, we need me to hit those shots, especially with Tyus out. So uh, that just helped get us a lead, and from there we, we didn't really give it up and, and just played solid on both ends of the court.
4: And then you attacking the basket underneath, you got an offensive rebound. A lot of bodies banging around in there. You got another offensive rebound, put it back up, and we're able to get the old-fashioned three-point play. Just what you can say about expanding your game and playing inside because you are so much more than a three-point shooter.
10: Yeah, I mean that's definitely I saw an open lane. No one was really crashing on that side of uh, O'Shea and Pesco and Marek were taking care of business down there, so I had open opportunities, and I know that's something that that's there for me. And if I get that, it's a good bucket to get and they weren't really pushing in transition, so I knew that I could could try to go in there and make a play and and just uh, try to work on my finishing and and that's improved as the year has gone on.
4: And then as as far as the (laughs) second start of the season for you, for this being the second start and for it to be an ACC tournament game, your first ACC tournament game, just what you could say about that. Uh,
10: I mean, it's just something that uh, growing up, uh, going to all the tournament games you dream about and just uh, felt really good out there, especially getting a win was the first thing on my mind. And and also playing good and making my shots was was a lot of fun and just seeing the crowd out there and all the Syracuse fans that travel so well was a lot of fun and just something I'll remember. And
4: But just got to get ready for tomorrow just having those experiences. Just what you could say about how surreal that is. I mean, obviously your first game wearing this Syracuse jersey, your first game in the Dome and not your first ACC tournament game. Just what it feels like.
10: Uh, I mean, it's just a dream come true. It's, it, it still hits me sometimes just being out on that court. Uh, when I grew up uh, watching watching the games, watching my dad on the sideline, now I get a, to get a be in that huddle and listen to what he has to say. And it's just uh, something I want to cherish and, and uh, not take for granted.
4: Playing without ties, just what you can say about how this team Together, uh, we knew that we had to.
10: We had each person had to step it up, no one had to do too much, but just uh, play our game, and, and that's what we did in the second half. And it started with defense, and we knew that our game plan would work out, and uh, we just st- we just stayed strong and didn't didn't get down. And, and uh, t- once we took the lead, it was really over from there.
4: Round three against Duke, you got them at their place; they got them at your place. Is what you could say about round three.
10: Uh, it's going to be a good game. We know what we have to do this game that uh, we learned from last game, and it's going to be a good one for sure. But uh, I think we'll be ready.
0: This is a wake up
5: call fast break.
1: The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base. for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to canine campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? <coughs> so take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or, of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. <coughs> Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call K9 Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K dot com. K9Campground.com.
16: When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Cap Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676 by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
1: Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers as well as beyond, Decades. The Penn & Trophy Center on 119 East Second Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn & Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award. Something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and Trophy browse their products on penandtrophy.com that's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797 that's 315-422-8797 Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortore on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, live here from Charlotte, North Carolina, in the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament, coming out of round two and into the quarterfinals, I've had opportunities to speak with the Louisville Cardinals, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, as well as the Virginia Tech Hokies and the NC State Wolfpack, and of course, your Syracuse Orange. You just heard from Buddy Behine before that fast break, as well as Jalen Carey and Marek Dolajai. Up next is O'Shea Brissett, and we start our conversation off with if he felt like the run last year... And what happened in this game, this band of brothers moment? If there's some similarities and having to play without Tyus and coming together, if he, if any of that from the game against Pittsburgh here in round two of the ACC tournament was reminiscent of last season and their miracle run?
7: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel like you know, even though you know Ty wasn't playing, we, we knew we were going to win the game. Uh, we have that's just confidence we have in ourselves, and. Um, you know, we, we just wanted everyone to contribute and, you know, help us out um, from top to bottom. Anyone that got in the game, we wanted you to, you know, try to score and be aggressive. And, you know, on the defensive end, just make the right plays and stuff like that. And I, feel like, I feel like everyone that came in did a great job.
4: Last year, the team was a second-half team. This year, in these last few games, especially, it's been more of a first half and not so much a second half. What switched in this game? What made you guys do what you need to do in the second half to shut down defensively? You outscored them 43 to 23. So why was this more like last season?
7: Uh, you know, we just knew uh, what the game plan was, and I was really focusing on the shooter. I felt like in the first half we let them go, uh, you know, let them get too many open shots, and that's why the game was so separate like that. You know, that's why they were able to get on their runs and get hot. But um, you know, we knew what we needed to do in the second half. And and you know I feel like everyone stuck to the game plan, especially on the defensive end. And you know the offensive end, we started to move the ball more. And you know, Buddy and Elijah got hot. And you know, once they get going, it's you know it's pretty hard to stop.
4: You know that Frank can do what he needs to do on the offensive side because obviously you were with him last season when you guys made the run to the Sweet Sixteen. What can you say about this game where Frank looked more like those moments from last year? I'm just excited. I'm just excited for him. Um, you know, any game, any great game under
7: someone's belt, you know, can get them going for a long time. And you know, Frank's a guy that just wants to win. He wants do it so bad. So, you know, I know he's gonna. this game is going to fuel him, especially for tomorrow. And, you know, he's just going to continue to play his best.
4: Was this game a wake-up call in a way, a kind of band-of-brothers game to play without Tyus and have to figure it out? Did you feel like maybe this is a game that you can build off of and, and get closer from?
7: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we now, you know, we see what Pete could do. Uh, you know, we expect that out of him every time. You know, Buddy, we expect that out of him every time. Live, same thing. Uh, you know, we want, we want our guys to continue to go, and especially out the offensive, end. we want him to continue to score and you know be aggressive. And you know today was just a, a short taste of that. Uh, what the guys were able to do.
4: Escon was on triple double watch with seven <laughs> points, nine rebounds, and six blocks. Just what you can say he did in this game.
7: Just super aggressive, super you know active. You know that's how we want him to play. You know all the time, every game we want him to be just like that. You know moving his feet. You know not really caring about you know foul calls or whatever. Just you know, staying aggressive. You know he knows if he gets two, he's gonna be able to come out, get a breather. You know go back in. So you know we want him to stay like that. And keep moving and keep changing shots. And you know the offensive end, we're, we're trying to look for him, and you know, we just want him to finish.
4: You didn't have a Buddy Bayheim on the team last season when you guys made a run. 20 points is a new single-game career high for him. Just what you can say about what he does. There's multiple times this season, including in this game, where his shot, his play has brought the lead back to the team. So he's been able to turn the tide and turn the momentum. Just how important he's been this season. Uh,
7: it's it's very important. You know, a lot of people don't know, you know, uh, really know about him. And and, you know, that's why I feel like he was able to be so lethal, you know, for us this season. You know, when he gets in there and he finds, finds the spots, picks the spots, you know, he does a great job of getting a shot off. And, um, you know, he's a very underrated dribbler. He you get that two dribble, you know, pull up. And, um, you know, that's why I'm just stay aggressive. And especially, I was happy he was able to get it going today on a big stage. And, you know, like I said with Frank, you know, a big game. You know, it's going to fuel you to keep going. And I feel like tomorrow is going to have a big game as well.
4: Round three against Duke, you got them in their place. They got them in your. They got you in your place. Just what you can say about that third game that you have coming up. Uh, you know we're excited. You we know it's going to be you know one of the most talked
7: about games for the day. Uh, you know especially because Zion's coming back and all that stuff. You know we're tie one one or whatever. People are gonna, you know just gonna talk. But you know we're excited for it and you know we're ready to play. You know, whatever
4: they throw at us, we're gonna be ready for. It. And then as far as something you said to me at the end of last season, when you lost to Duke in that close game in the Sweet 16. You said that you wanted to be a leader to the new guys coming in this season, like Frank and, and Tyus had been to you last season. Do you feel like you've taken on that leadership role, and kind of describe it a little bit as we're talking here in the postseason, almost a year later?
7: Yeah, I feel like you do a great job talking to the guys, you know, letting them know,
4: uh, let them just stay, uh, you know, comfortable and,
7: and calm. You know, I could, I know, playing in the dome and playing, you know, in the ACC t- such a tough schedule could, you know, could, uh, take a lot out of you. So, you know, I like to. Talk to Jalen and and um, and Buddy and, you know, Rob and those guys. let them know, you know, it's basketball. Whatever happens, happens. Don't worry about it. Just play your game. You know, if you weren't a good player, you wouldn't be playing here. And um, that's what really got me through last year, just knowing that, you know, it's basketball. You we know, I've been playing it my whole life and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I just got to go out there and play my hardest.
1: That coming once again from O'Shea Brissett. And I thought that that was interesting that O'Shea and I had the opportunity to speak on His leadership uh, coming off of the Sweet 16 loss in Omaha, Nebraska, which feels like it was yesterday and at the same time feels like it was three years ago. That loss, he said to me after the game that he was excited about coming back and being a leader and doing for the freshman what Frank Howard and Tyus Battle did for him last season. So as he continues to take on that leadership role, it'll be interesting to see if we see that in this game against Duke in the ACC quarterfinals. Up next is Elijah Hughes, and this was his first postseason on the court for the Syracuse Orange remember last season he sat out so that run that they had all the way to the Sweet 16 he was a part of the team but he wasn't playing this was his first official postseason opportunity with Syracuse and his first ACC tournament game this is what he had to say
14: oh, it was cool you know my first time uh, playing in Charlotte actually uh, playing postseason you a, a know in about two years so it's been really fun, uh, just enjoying it, um, taking it day by day, and you know, enjoying my last couple of games with, you know, Frank Pascal, and so just taking it day by day.
4: Just what you can say about stepping up, you know, without Tyus being out there, it seemed like a band of brothers game, kind of maybe a spark that you guys needed. Did you feel that way? Did you feel like maybe this is a game that brings you tighter at the time that you need it most?
14: Absolutely, you know, uh, without Tyus, you know, we, we all had to come together and we have to make plays, and so... We see Buddy or myself or Frank going, and we try to get get in the ball, and um, we just stay together.
4: Just what you can say about, you know, you hitting your shot. I would put out at the beginning of the game that this would be the perfect time for an Elijah Hughes kind of comeback, so to speak, because we know what you can do and the type of shots that you can hit and you seem comfortable out there in the game. Obviously, Frank knocked down some shots. Just what you can say about getting back to it after coming off a game with Clemson where offensively there wasn't a lot coming from you.
14: Uh, you know, I'd like Coach talked to me a little bit. He said he, he needs me to get more involved and be more consistent, so I tried to... Uh, going to this game with
4: that mindset and um,
14: just be aggressive, just be, to be aggressive.
4: You have round three against Duke. You got them at their place. They got you at your place. You hit a 75-foot shot there, Just what you could say about round three. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's
14: another game. I told somebody else that. Uh, we're going to come ready to compete, ready to win. And, uh, we're going to do the same, so he's got to be ready
4: for a dogfight. What has been the message from guys like O'Shea Brissett, Frank Howard, and Tyus Battle, who went through the trenches last year and Marek Dolajai as well as Pascal Chukwu, and Barama, Sidibe? You know, what have they said? To you guys. It's going to be a dogfight every night. It's going to be a dogfight. You
14: know, everyone's has a clean slate. Well, after tonight, obviously, but in terms of record, everyone has a clean slate, and uh, everyone's just going out there and compete. And whatever happened in the regular season is over with now, and we're going to move forward.
4: What you've been able to do to help this team come back, as well as what Buddy beheim has been able to do, you guys kind of trade off when you're making runs and whatnot. Just what you can say about how well you both play off each other, and, and just what you've both done this season.
14: Uh, you know, that's my shooter. Uh, I call him Shooter McGavin. That's my guy, and uh, when he gets going, I try to give him the ball, So, and vice versa, so
4: uh, we just look out for each other. 20 points in the game is a new single-game career high for him. Just what you can say about what he did to give the team the advantage after over 18 minutes without
14: it. Uh He made shots, he made plays, and he got a few steals in there too that people aren't talking about. He got a, his hands on a few balls
4: down there, and uh, really changed the game for us. And then as far as Pascal, on that triple-double watch, had seven points, nine rebounds, six blocks. Just what you can say about what he did? Animal. Animal in the
14: second half, a different player. Uh, you know, we need that. And um, when he plays like that, it, it's it's
4: huge for us. You got to watch this team make a run last year, even though you weren't able to go out there and play. Just what you can say about how this game felt. Did it feel like maybe some of the things you saw last postseason?
14: Uh, yeah, a few stresses here and there. You know, we just, we're just scratching the surface though. So, and know we got to keep getting better every day
4: that coming once again
1: from Elijah Hughes of the Syracuse Orange and the final piece of my interviews with the Orange coming out of their round two victory over the Pitt Panthers is with Frank Howard and if this game felt like last season's to many people unimaginable unbelievable run did this game feel like that run that the team had last season that's what Frank had to say about that
20: yeah definitely you know um staying engaged the whole game, you know, especially on the defensive end, you know, really hanging our hat on that end, you know, it definitely gave us a, a vibe from last year, and, uh, you know, it's a great thing, you know, we had a great postseason last year, you, we just missed a few pieces, and uh, I think this year we have that, those pieces, we just got to, uh, you know, come out focus every day, and, uh, you know, we still haven't put, to, put together a full game, and uh, that's something we, we're looking forward to do
4: playing without Tyus, was this kind of the Band of Brothers game that you needed to get closer and have that kind of collective as you move forward?
20: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, I think that's what we are regardless, my man. Uh, so, you know, that wasn't something hard to do. You know, that's really that's really what we are here. we really are family. So, uh, you know, we almost felt like it was we had to do it for him, you know, he, he he does so much for us, you know, goes to work every day for us, and, you know, he takes his time out, you know, got to get a win for him.
4: Finally for me, you did your thing offensively to feel mm-hmm. good to see that shot fall as you move forward.
20: Yeah, man, you know, had it you know been a really up and down year for me, you know, so yeah, it felt good to get some shots to go, uh, you know, get my confidence up.
1: That coming from Frank Howard, the senior point guard on the Syracuse Orange, with this being his final opportunity, his final chance to make it happen with the Syracuse Orange and have another strong run. He's been a part of some very strong teams, including last year's team that made it to the sweet 16 with only five and a half players promised at eBay, not being hundred percent. So that's why I say five and a half. And, and he also knows what it, be, what it feels like to be a part of a final four team as well. So Frank Howard is, meaning a lot to this team. Ty's battle did not play in the game. He came out in sweats, did not suit up, did not play in the matchup for the Syracuse Orange who banded together this Band of Brothers game. I was telling you about this collective mind that Syracuse did not have a collective mind, a collective heart, a cohesive unit playing like a Band of Brothers. They weren't doing that. This game showed me exactly what I was mentioning. What I said they weren't doing, they did in this matchup, and I believe that that's why they won the game. The Syracuse Orange victorious over their rival, the Pitt Panthers, 73-59, outscoring Pitt 43-23 in the second half after going down 36-30 at the break. Buddy Bayheim again, single-game career high, 20 points. Elijah Hughes, 18. Frank Howard, 18. This was and I said at the beginning of this game, this was the perfect game for Elijah Hughes to spark and start playing well as he's been relatively quiet. We know he can be an offensive presence, but he's been quiet as of late. So I said at the beginning of the game, this is where the spark could happen and it did. I also said that this is the band of brothers, and, you know, this is a game where, you know, you have to I mean, we haven't seen that collective cohesive unit playing for each other, moving as a whole and not just a bunch of individuals and they moved as a whole in this game, and... And so, you know, and then Frank Howard, you know, needing to get going offensively because he's been so quiet. He looked in this game like he looked last season when they had to lean on him for points and he got it done. So a big shout out to the Syracuse Orange who banded together to find a way to win without their brother Tyus Battle out there on the floor with them. Syracuse will take on Duke for the third time this season in the quarterfinals of the ACC. It's Duke's first game of this year's ACC tournament as they automatically moved on as a three seed. The top four seeds, Virginia. North Carolina, Duke, and Florida State respectively did not have to play until today, so they will have their first games. Virginia will take on... NC State, the one seed, versus the eight, respectively, to start off the day at 12:30 p.m. Eastern time. That game will be followed by the matchup at approximately 2:30 p.m. Eastern time, but probably closer to 2:45 or so. We'll see Florida State, the four seed, take on fifth seeded Virginia Tech. We'll see second seeded North Carolina take on seventh seeded the Louisville Cardinals. That game will be at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and automatically following that game a little bit after 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight, we'll see the third time Sarah. Syracuse and Duke have met this season with number three Duke and number six Syracuse. My bracket is perfect when it comes to who advanced out of yesterday. So the only game I got wrong was Pittsburgh defeating BC because I went against my gut and I shouldn't have. All the games from the second round were correct, so my quarterfinals is pristine right now with Virginia NC State, Florida State, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Louisville, and Duke up against Syracuse, and we will see what happens today. I will be on-site, on-location at the ACC Tournament here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I am broadcasting live this morning for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I will see you at the ACC Tournament quarterfinals and uh, all of those games that I just mentioned going on today. Can't wait. To be out there, follow us on social media at Wake Up Call DT on Facebook. Make sure you like the page on Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT and on Twitter at Call DT C A L L D T, where I, where I will be giving my live thoughts. Uh, feelings, updates, and whatnot going on in these games. So you definitely want to be on Twitter at calldt c a l l d t for up to the second information on the ACC tournament, and obviously on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to connect with the show twenty four seven, and of course on wakeupcalldt dot where you can pick up this show and so many others by going to the Wakeup Call archive right under the mixlr feed on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com. You can listen to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on the RSS feed, Podbean, TuneIn, iTunes, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and more. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you to the great city of Charlotte and the great state of North Carolina. I appreciate you. I'm sending my love to you, and I can't thank you enough for having me here. So let's get it done, and thank you so much for listening to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Big shout out to Home Team Pub. We will be there twice. Oh, and probably more than twice this month, but definitely twice this month with Liverpool Boys Lacrosse of the Liverpool Warriors, and we'll also be there for the Syracuse Stallions dinner party. You can buy your tickets now: B-R-I, com. That's syracusestallions.eventbrite.com. Thank you so much for listening in to Wake Up Call with Dan Totora today, live from Charlotte, North Carolina. I've had the opportunity to be live from so many states and so many places and so many cities and even out of the country, and I can't thank Charlotte enough. I love you, Charlotte. Have yourselves a great day, folks, and I'll talk with you all soon.